Welcome to the Untold Podcast, capturing the culture's imagination through speculative fiction. I'm your host, Nathan James Norman. Stay tuned next week. We're going to announce an upcoming flash fiction contest, and thanks to the generosity of our Patreon contributors, there's cash prizes involved. Today's story was written by Frederick Garrow Heimbaugh. Heimbaugh is the author of Dear Son over at Everyday Fiction, Countdown in the 100 Worlds Anthology, and the upcoming story, The Best Workout, scheduled to appear in Sirsova Magazine in 2018. He was the editor of the podcast Protecting Project Pulp throughout its run. He can be found on the internet as Fredosphere, and in the real world as a resident of Ann Arbor, Michigan, along with his family. And be sure to check out his alternative history novel, The Devil's Dictum, wherein the United States was founded by pirates. You can connect with Frederick Garrow Heimbaugh on Twitter under the name Fredosphere. Look at the show notes for all the direct links. Today's story originally appeared in Liberty Island Magazine back in 2015. So now, without further ado, The Untold Podcast is proud to present All Those Bulging Bellies by Frederick Garrow Heimbaugh. Pastor, I'm young and healthy. I have a whole summer before college starts. I think it makes sense if I... I think God is leading me to spend the summer pregnant. I see, Pastor Williams suppressed a frown. Tell me more, Trevor. Well, I researched it. The surrogacy, the whole plastic uterus thing, it's pretty low risk. Prosthetic uterus, yes, low risk, but that doesn't count the effects of birth, which would be by cesarean. You'd carry the scar for life. And I think I have a responsibility. Well, I mean, if I really believe what I say I believe about, well, you know. Hmm. I just think that it's, you know, life. Here it comes, thought Pastor Williams, and then immediately rebuked himself. It's like they say, life trumps all. Yes, Trevor, life trumps all. Trevor was what Pastor Williams in his early years of ministry would have called a good kid. But why you? This is a huge step. Huge! It's not like God expects every young man. But this is something I can do. Now. I'm young and healthy. I've got a whole summer here where I don't have much. Yes, Trevor, I know. It's just that I... Well, here, let me put it this way. Surrogacy is on the rise. You know that. Yes. Our church body says it's best if a child is born to its biological mother. But we make exceptions where the life of the child is at stake. At the same time, the law has become more friendly to surrogacy now that men can be pregnant just like women. But here's the weird thing. It's mostly boys that are becoming surrogate birth parents. I'm not a boy. (sighs) Young man, sorry. Pastor Williams paused. How could he connect with this counselee? Was Trevor's face telling him anything? He saw no emotion there at all. Was this mask concealing something? (laughs) Of course it was. There was always something to conceal when talking to a pastor. My point is, this rush to volunteer seems admirable on the surface, and it is admirable. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing to save a life. It's just that I worry about unhealthy peer pressure. This is a fad right now. It's not going to last. I'm not some dumb kid, Pastor. I thought about this really hard. I'm sure, yes. Trevor, I believe you. Look, I visit the social media sites. I've seen the boys there posting pictures. 
and inevitably there rose up in his mind, unbidden, images of dozens of young men and their shirts hiked up to expose their dissented abdomens, all those bulging bellies, and on every face the same expression. It was, well, it was elation. Yes, elation was what it was. That crazy look of satisfaction and those ridiculous messages of congratulation that followed. Lewd jokes and pious platitudes jumbled together. These guys, so proud. And the weird ways they modified their bodies to commemorate the joyous occasion. The tattoos. The other stuff. Pastor Williams sighed. Too deeply and too loud. None of this was Trevor's fault. It's just that the kids these days were so... Decadent, that was the word. Look, Trevor, I'll be honest with you. This pregnancy fad is nothing but, please let me finish, nothing but a bunch of kids taking pleasure in shocking grown-ups. This kind of thing has happened before. If a grand cause comes along and it makes the old folks uncomfortable, young people find it irresistible. Tell me, have you talked to your parents about this? No. The answer was barely audible. Why not? Just a bit louder, Trevor said. I wanted to check with you first. I had hoped you would take my side. Regret hit Pastor Williams hard. Back off, he told himself. The kid is only 18. Trevor, the catch in his own voice irritated him. I am on your side. Believe me, if you get pregnant, the church is ready to support you. We will help deal with the adoptive parents, all the legal hurdles, the practical matters, and I will personally back you up even if your parents object. But I will tell you honestly, I think it would be a mistake for you to volunteer this summer. Think about it. You could wait a year or two. Take time to pray. Make sure this is really how God wants you to serve. The needs are vast. Really, they are. There are other ways. Oh, and speaking of legal hurdles, did you consider that you have to find a pregnant mother who will give up her child? There aren't as many as you think. No one can stop a woman from getting an abortion if she wants it. You know that, right? Hmm except the biological father, and he has to agree to carry it himself, but that's a special case. Then there's another thing. Our church supports research to develop gestation tanks. No human parent involved. Again, this is something we used to be against, but the law in this state implies that aborted embryos can be rescued, can be grown in these tanks, uh, things, once the process is proven safe and convenient. This is looking very promising. It's exciting for once to be on the side of cutting-edge technology. I've personally served on the task force for this work, and the reports I'm seeing look... (sighs) Shut up, Williams. Trevor wasn't listening. The boy, you couldn't think of him as a man, not with that stain on his ringer tee, and that discreet tattoo on his wrist, and that mop of hair covering his eyes, and the absurd amount of jewelry like all the boys were wearing these days, and those untied sneakers, and, well... Everything about the way he sat in the chair, or no, not really sat so much as tossed his lanky limbs about the furniture. The boy's face no longer hid his feelings. Fear and disgust was blazing through. Pastor Williams was too experienced to panic. The situation was probably hopeless, but one final appeal was worth a try. Trevor, have you heard of St. Philip's Brigade? It's a really impressive organization that sends young men like yourself to... This isn't working. Trevor stood hitched up his jeans, and walked out. It took Williams about five seconds to see what had been right in front of his face. Stupid, stupid. He ran down the hall. Out in the parking lot, he saw Trevor walking to his car. Trevor! The kid stopped and turned, looking down. 
It's your girlfriend, isn't it? Long pause. Anger gave way to shame. She's not really my... Trevor looked up, facing it. We met at a party. There was drinking happening. She wants an abortion. But the law... Yeah, I could save it. Just me. Don't ask him if he will. Pastor Williams sat back on Trevor's rusty car. Trevor joined him, both of them regarding the same crack in the asphalt. The sealant was fresh, and the afternoon sun released volatiles into the air. The fumes were not completely unpleasant. Time to ease Trevor back. You know, in the old days, boys could deny their kid, and girls couldn't. DNA testing took that away. Surrogacy gave it back, even to girls. You see a girl who's pregnant, big as a barn, and you say, Is the kid yours? The question has become a joke. You want me to carry it, and you want me to be honest about it, to admit it. I think, gentle but straight, yes, that's what I think you should do. Trevor said nothing. He was thinking. He was calculating. When Williams was new to pastoring, he imagined he would have the power to talk belief into people. A little experience taught him he had no such power. Yet, more experience taught him the truth. Every once in a while, you catch someone on the tipping point. Someone looking for confirmation the good and the true were not impossible or insane. At that moment, the right word, <laughs> oh, who was he kidding? Any stupid word at all would provide what courage was missing. Williams could see it, plain as day. Williams had given the word and Trevor was tipping. The signs were subtle. Trevor shrugged, fumbled with the flaky door handle, and got in his car. But his silence was of a type. It was the silence of someone calculating the weight of a burden about to be assumed. Williams brushed the rust off the seat of his pants and watched Trevor drive away. The car was a clunker, and it bore the marks of some ancient accident but it was perfectly adequate for carrying its young owner where he needed to go. was our story. I hope it challenged you. Ethicists have rightly called America the Wild West of Reproductive Technologies. Our technologies are developing faster than our ethics. If you want to go deeper into thinking about bioethics, I suggest reading Outside the Womb by Scott B. Ray and D. Joy Riley. I will also link a few articles by Joe Carter from the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. Before we go, Remember that. This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Please remember to join our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, blog about us, leave us a nice review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. Support us on Patreon and tell your friends.
The Untold Podcast has been funded by Jason Brannon, Fred Heimbaugh, Clayton Webb, Jen Finelli, Parker J. Cole, and Nathan and Casey Butler. And I'm Nathan James Norman, reminding you, there is always something to conceal when you're talking to a pastor. Look at my life, anyone can see, I've been my own worst enemy, I've burned bridges, I've built walls, barbed wire fences, man I've done it all, rivers of regret. Just let them be Won't let them run Between you and me Rivers of regret Just let them be Rivers of regret I've let you down So much I know Over and over Cause that's how I roll All my mistakes I know them well Captured in pictures Every time I fail Rivers of regret Just let them be Won't let them Just let them be rivers of regret Just let them be